Great job, team. Head back to base for debriefing and cocktails. Well, hello again, everybody. Welcome to the Debriefs and Cocktails podcast. We are here today to talk about another James Bond movie. Today, once again, and it will continue to be this way, but I'll probably keep introducing him, is Master Sergio Lugo. Thank you for facilitating, once again, the podcast. Fräulein. I hate you so much right now. Oh, I love you too, buddy. That's that's such good man speak. <laughs> How's it going? Oh, it's it's going good. It's it's too late, honestly. But you know what? We gotta knock these babies out, not we, literally, figuratively. Knock those babies out, Reed. In indeed. Oh, Sergio, what are we talking about today? Which which one of the Bond movies? are we doing today um on her majesty's secret service is that is that what is that what it's called that is what it's called and you know that don't play coy with the audience sergio you know better i look it's it's been a day or so and it's a real long name i, w- I was like 75 percent sure i was right it it really is though that was actually going to be my lead up after you said it, it was like man it, I think I'd assume that's the longest name, and like, what a mouthful! <laughs> and and I'm not even sure if I, after watching the movie, I understand the name. I was saying the same thing. I was going to say the same exact thing. A lot of the titles tend to relate to the movie in some way, but I don't. I mean, he's on Her Majesty's Secret Service. The line is said in the movie. <laughs> Does that count? I guess. I, I guess that I guess that that has to count, right? I suppose so. It's they it's it's they said the mo- they said the movie title in the movie kind of thing. I suppose. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Sergio. Well, you know, we'll we'll just lead right on into our section one, which is going to be our analysis of the movie, our rough impressions, rough looks at said movie mm-hmm. and i would like to well you know what I'll, I'll start this time since you opened with what the title was this movie is a hot mess <laughs> and i forgot boy this movie is something else it really is i don't i, I kind of wish we'd have done these in a different order now because i would just having dr no as they're in relation to this one and that's it I would really love to know what the other ones were doing between. <laughs> is this just standard or not? I don't know. Th- this movie, and I'll let you really explain this part of it because you know it better. The editing or the cuts or the or whatever the proper term is mm-hmm. are seem ridiculous. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's so <laughs> excessive or unnecessary or too or too many. I don't know. But I, I I know I don't like it. Like, it, it was really jarring to watch it. Like like the first fifteen minutes, it, it's it's kind of this it's kind of a spectacle in the first fifteen minutes, and the editing is is very, it's edited very in in a way that makes <clears throat> what's his name George Lazenby? George Le- uh huh. Like it makes him look like a badass. Because like sure. all of his punches okay. are exaggerated, they're all quickly cut away from, and everything is like you know you have a hundred percent speed. That would be the speed of real life, right? Okay. But, like part of the a lot of the action scenes and a lot of the driving sequences in this movie are like a hundred and ten percent speed or a hundred and twenty percent speed. Okay. So everything sure. is uncomfortably fast. Mm-hmm. At least in 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 the action sequences, and I think it was supposed to be done to to just 
I guess, to heighten the excitement. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, it just makes it look ridiculous in a lot of spots. Right. And and maybe that is it. Maybe that's all of it for me. And, and not having enough good knowledge of this stuff, That's that sounds good to me. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. Like there were there were some scenes that I that I watched twice because I was like, why does it look so stupid? Yeah, and it's, it's, it's just a car driving. Why does it look dumb? <laughs> and some of these look so. What I'm trying to think of the right way to go to say it. They're so quick and so close. I, I think so on the latter part. That these fight scenes are really hard for, or these action scenes, fight scenes sometimes, they're super mm-hmm. hard for me to keep up with, man. I just really don't even, I kind of really have to piece it together little by little. And like, I guess he hit that guy. I think he, I think the guy hit him back now. Did he just hit him with a, with a shoe? Is there a ski there? What is happening? <laughs> Why is that guy upside down now? Yeah. Yeah. I like, I feel like after casting George Lazenby, they realized that he's not an actor or a fighter and had had to edit around it just aggressively. Oh, that that'd be interesting. If only one of us had done our due diligence in the in that particular area, <laughs> i.e. me, we might have answers to those questions. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the, the thing is, is like if you again, I, I, I have to go back to the first fight scene. His punches don't even look like punches. They they do look like they're kind of, and you correct me here if I'm saying this wrong. They look like so the guy so he's in the front of the shot. The guy's in the back. He mm-hmm. swings his fist out at him, and it's just the guy reacting. So his hand, so his arms, not even really, even anywhere near close to connecting. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so it's very weird. I, I do want to lead with this actually before we get too far in. This is more to the really to the audience, obviously not to you, that we're going to talk about this movie as if you have seen it. And I apologize that this wasn't earlier in the thing. I'll get this right. Eventually, Sergio will scold me enough about it. We're going to talk this, about this you, movie. your show, big man. Your, your hey, show. All right. Oh, cool. Thanks, buddy. The non-interrupting on the show. Please. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about this movie, assuming that you've seen it. So there are definitely going to be spoilers and there are any other, any number of things. So just know that going in this first bit is just as Sergio talked about was just the front part of the movie, the first five minutes. So that's nothing egregious. So hopefully moving forward and for the rest of these podcasts, and I'll try and remind everybody at the start of all of them that we're assuming you've seen it. So please take that into consideration. And now, Back to the show. <laughs> I think the worst, uh, and again, I'm going to call it a cut. Correct me, please, so I'll use the right term. Okay. There was a, There's a scene later in the last third, I believe, where Bond's fighting a guy in Blofeld's compound. The guy's uh-huh. on the ground. There's the action scene going on. Guy lands on is on the ground. He starts to get up. And then immediately he's he just teleports to the left. <laughs> that's just bad editing. <laughs> yes, I, that's what I'd assume. It's just ter- terrible. Yeah, that's the right way to put it. It's terrible editing. It did. They literally just took another scene or another take or whatever. And so he's just he's in one spot and then then and then two feet over in the next. That's ridiculous. All oh, in yeah. the same shot. Yeah, yeah. Like, it, it, okay, if, if I'm being honest, I really enjoyed this movie. Like, a lot. Okay. All right. Like, I, I, think I, I think probably more than you did. You probably did. Uh, <laughs> this movie, I, I actually, you know, to be honest, I like this movie. It's okay. It's okay. Uh, there are better ones to me. I do think there's one too many little conflicts going on and it's not even to say that the movie's outright terrible it's just little things it's 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 lazenby not being british and coming off of sean connery he looks the part which is equally not helping the conflict because i look at him like oh it looks like james bond wait a minute that doesn't sound like james bond 
Wait a minute, you're not even English? Oh no. <laughs> so there's just a, a bunch of little things going on for me that kind of hold it back for me. You know, call me irrational or whatever, but it's it's tough. It is, but it's not a bad movie. Yeah, well, like watching the whole movie, it felt like a precursor to the Fast and Furious franchise. Okay. Because there, there's enough over-the-top, like, crazy-ass action mm-hmm. that, it, honestly, in it, this movie was, what, filmed in 68, released in 69? Mm-hmm. Part of that shit, I can't even imagine how they pulled it off back then. Like, what would... Like, like, sorry. like the luge scene and the avalanche scene. I'm sorry, like, what's a luge? What? Luge? Is, it, was luge? It, is that the, am I using the right word? I'm not saying you're wrong. Just tell me what it is. Uh, it's it's that 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 uh that fucking that, that Olympic thing where they're in the little carts and they go down the ice tube. Oh, you mean the yeah the, the like the cool runnings thing. I oh yeah yeah. Bob sled. I'm sorry. Yeah, Bob yeah, yeah, sled. Yeah. There you go. Okay. There you go. The, That's lu- the same. Uh, he, here's here's why I said the luge. The luge is bobsledding without a bobsled you're just on a like a little skateboard oh okay yeah gotcha uh okay. but yeah like the bobsled scene is fucking bonkers yeah and I, it, yeah. it really makes me wonder in the scene before that the avalanche scene did they actually trigger an avalanche sure is, yeah is that like mi- a miniature like like a like a like a like a small diorama of a mountain, and they film it that kind of way. Is that what you mean by miniature? Yeah, yeah. Like they just had a miniature mountain that they took a hammer to, like the table that it was on, mm-hmm. and then filmed it in super slow motion. Like that, it seemed like a huge <clears throat> fucking deal. Like I would, sh- yeah, sure. Like sure, the, ed- the editing is real bad. George Lazenby cannot deliver a line to save his fucking life. Mm-hmm. But. That avalanche scene, yeah. I'll like, give I, you that. Yeah, like I, I feel like underneath all of the, the weird one-off problems this movie has, there's a pretty good film. Yeah, I'll, I'll at least agree with you there. I, I, I'm definitely on board with the... I'll, I'll say this certain core. The core of the movie, I think, is a really good Bond story, and it is kind of unfortunate that it has this actor in it who turned out to be a one-off and maybe wasn't the best at best James Bond where Bond meets a, meets a woman uh, forms connections with her father. They potentially can get married. Bond uh, shows that he's got honor much. It's a much later thing in the movie where he gets paid. He he gets offered money to marry the daughter. So Mm -hmm. he and the father can have a, good working relationship and so bond can get information on blowfield later bond is given his reward for doing what he said he would and the guy and he gives it back to the guy of course because he loves the girl and that's great and that he actually the character james bond actually gets married and then she gets killed right <laughs> and he and he meets and he gets to blowfield and successfully defeats Blofeld, presumably, until the end of the movie. So it, there, there's definitely some stuff going on in this movie that, and without remembering the previous ones between Dr. No and this one, I feel like these are all, as the marriage especially, I know is right, but these are all pretty, sim- feel like seminal things. Mm-hmm. Especially when you put it up to the reminiscing that the movie does for the previous movies. Like the scene where Bond's going through paraphernalia, like the he he pulls out Honey's utility belt and they play the underneath the Mongo Tree song, and they mm-hmm. bring out the watch with the uh, wire coming out of it. Um, and at the beginning of the movie, during the intro song, they show Pussy Galore. They show other characters from other movies. Part of that, to me, is all to try and connect your previous experiences to this new bond to this new mm-hmm. actor since it's the first transition but it also kind of you know in, in the idea that bond actually gets married you could kind of I, I can kind of see it as a sort of a, as a sort of send-off 
maybe or, or an appreciation of the character. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like like in hindsight, watching them in this order might not be the best, you know, like best thing uh, for small moments such as this, where that opening montage is very, as you said, reminiscent of past movies that I haven't seen. Right, it's extremely callback. The only thing you recognize probably was Doctor No. At yeah, least. I saw Doctor No, and I'm like, oh, this must be like a like a montage, and mm-hmm. and 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 I felt like it was it was almost it was the producer's way of saying this is a new Bond, but it's still the same Bond. Like yeah, it's, it's the same. It's exactly character. what you remember. It's just a new dude, right? And so that, that could be wrong. You know, I, I'm, that's just my interpretation of it. Sure, I, and I like I said, I I kind of agree with that. I think it's their way of trying to tie it back to like, hey, it's the same guy. Don't worry, and we know it's a new actor, but it's the same person, canonically speaking. Yeah. Um, and again, not having seen the middle movies of these, I I want to call this out now that I adore, and they really she really doesn't get any screen time in this one, but she would have gotten it in the other ones. I adore Money Penny uh-huh. in these movies. Her and Bond's relationship, where he would come in and toss the hat on the on the coat rack, and they have their playful banter before he goes in, and playful banter when he goes out. Yeah. I absolutely adore that relationship. Yeah, yeah, and and seeing her cry when he gets married. Uh huh. Like even I was like, oh, okay, okay, I I get it. Like th- they have a thing. Like it's a, it's like a, it's like a, like a cute little, you know, t- terrible work environment. You know that kind of like stuff. Office romance. Yeah, it's it's like a faux office romance that borders on sexual harassment. You know, <laughs> borders. We'll get to Goldeneye, and that'll they'll address <laughs> that for you, if I'm not mistaken. The the recasted money penny in that movie. I think she directly calls that out. Um, this one and and this while that's a good thing, and again that's for me because I've seen the movies and even even you you have a little appreciation to it. They have Q talk to him, mm-hmm. and you've never even seen this dude. You personally, he wasn't in the first movie, <laughs> but he's in the other like four or five between this one. And uh-huh. and so it just really stinks where he gets to bond and their kind of humor with each other, their the way they treat each other. You just it's so unfortunate. In retrospect of watching this movie, I think we should have done it different. But we're sticking to it. We're sticking to yeah, we're sticking to it. Yeah. It's just so unfortunate. And so maybe you'll you'll get a different appreciation. It'll be a more unique a, a very different appreciation for their relationship. Because it definitely gets showcased later. It's yeah. just unfortunate the way this movie kinda Tent pulls yeah. the things you're supposed to know these things going in. Yeah, and and that goes back to what, what what I said about the first movie. Like a lot of the stuff that was in that first movie, I felt was only there because it was in the books. And mm-hmm. both of the, both of these characters that you're referring to in this movie, I think he had what five minutes of interaction with them. Max. Right. Yeah. Both. Neither. Yeah. Both of them had very little interactions. Yes. Yeah. So. So at this point, those, I don't understand those. As an outsider, I don't understand those characters at all, and I don't really give a shit because they're barely on screen anyway. Yeah. So we'll we'll see. We'll, we'll see what happens later. We'll try and keep revisiting, touching on the money penny and Q re- bond relationships. Yeah. So last thing before we move on. What did you think of Blofeld? Right, he's the he's the big bad, the the specter guy. He was fine. Very very forgettable. Do you think? Yeah, yeah. Like I can barely even remember his face, if I'm being honest. Just think, Mike Myers, Doctor Evil. <laughs> and okay. you mostly yeah. have it. Uh, yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Pretty much. Seeing this movie again and thinking of the Austin Powers movies, they actually did such a good job. And I get it at the same time. It's just a bald dude. 
with cut-off earlobes, so how hard is that to replicate? But, <laughs> you know, it's a good job. To me, at least it still was. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I was way more intrigued with the, uh, like, the. It, now, it took me a lot longer to understand what was happening in Act 2 because they kept referring to him as Bond and then not Bond, and he was... Couldn't I oh. couldn't tell who a good guy was and who the bad guys were, and then is he actually going to marry this person? Is he actually have feelings for them? He's but he's still basically hoeing himself out when he gets there. Like what's happened? It, it was very confusing. <laughs> and you're talking about when he's masquerading as Hillary as the guy from the yes. genealogy Hilly. place. Hilly. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, yeah, that was yeah. That's such a weird. I don't know, man. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I, I again, I, I feel like someone who whoever wrote ever all this stuff, stuff down, it made perfect sense in that person's brain. But then when they put it on film, and all of the like dialogue is just kind of mumbled, mm-hmm. it's very hard to follow. Yeah, and and it's fortunate for me. I've seen this movie at least once, so even though it's been such a long time. Rewatching it, I kind of I, I got the gist of it, but it it, it is confusing. It really is because even, and this is probably more personal to me, where he gets told by Tracy's dad of a guy to go see at a lawyer's office, and then he goes there. And if you just happen to not catch the name on the door, which to be fair, you probably should. But for whatever reason, you know, the, hearing a name and reading a name, especially when it's a foreign name to you, you may not catch it's the same person. Yeah. And so I could see that scene being a little confusing to somebody or just seeing or just stuff like that. You just they, they just don't. It's, it is kind of funny. And I, I think it's a little uh, loose how they figure out that he's Bond as opposed to the uh, the genealogist. All mm-hmm. I appreciate at the same time that they Blofeld figures it out because Bond slips up on on his terminology or his information, something that a genius that that guy should know, but Bond doesn't because he's not actually a genealogist. Yeah, yeah, right. So, and I can appreciate that. Good, good on you. Good on you, bad guy. <laughs> but, but how did you get to the conclusion that he was from genealogist to he's James fucking Bond? What? Well, How probably because he that? goes into every room and tells tells them, "Hi, I'm James James Bond." No, Shake he hadn't stirred, motherfucker. <laughs> he hadn't said that to anyone though on the compound. I know. I'm 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 being I'm, I'm oh, being facetious. Okay. I, I I'm see. just saying, like it's pre- if if you know you have a spy, the handsome guy who fucks everybody is probably James Bond. So and, and in thinking that, it's just, but he did he know he was fucking? I don't know. It's definitely not perfect. It's definitely not a perfect movie to me, but it is. It it has some good core things to it going on. Yeah, yeah. I I, I really liked like the villain's plot was to uh, <laughs> basically starve the world by killing off all of the crops and uh, you know cattle and oh, shit. Oh, right, yeah, through, like he's... Through, steriliz- through, a, through a sterilization, like, virus that he was spreading through hypnotized, like, women. Oh, man, that the tail end of that just sucked everything I was about to say away. Because <laughs> I was about to say that front half of everything you said, dude, that actually sounds super cool. That sounds like a really good villain idea to sterilize the you know, our food source, livestock, plants. Like, man, what a what a fucking savage. What a what a villain you are. You monster. But then you finish it off by hypnotized weirdos who had allergies. <laughs> and it's all like, oh no. I don't care anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's uh it, I, it, I, I I stand behind my fast and furious reference. Like I can totally see Dom having to, you know, stop somebody from releasing a virus that sterilizes Russia. Like, that's exactly the kind of ridiculous plot he would be entangled in. Yeah, I just hope it's not weird chicks or something. I don't know, man. That's fair. I can go with that. Yeah. 
Well, Sergio, any last any any last things to say in the analysis part? Um, I don't think so. Uh, we'll 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 get to how good it was in in you know in the final segment. Um, mm-hmm. I'm glad the, that. Go ahead. No, we, sorry, we will. We will. Uh, I'm yeah, glad yeah. that we don't have to watch any more George Lazenby. Yes. You know, no, no matter good, what, good, good on him to. for stealing the job. <laughs> uh, but good on us for him not coming back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right. For for me, I don't have any dangling uh, prepositions or anything to this, so we're just going to move on to section two, our music. So take it away, Sergio. This is this is all you, baby. Ooh. What did okay. you think about this here intro? Compared to the previous, so the the intro was fun. Like I I really enjoyed the intro. Um, it wasn't as James Bondy as the first one. Oh, and it's it's funny you say that. I was gonna say the opposite. Interesting. I I guess I did, I just didn't get that from it. Uh, what I was gonna say about the, the like the score is that. I noticed the traditional like dun 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 like 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 all of that shit. Uh-huh. They they used it at the beginning of the like action, like in the the beginning of Act One. They used that score a lot as like a reminder. Still Bond, motherfucker, and then they abandon it for most of the movie. Sure, yeah, and, they definitely don't. But when it's when it's time for the big like. Uh, bobsled scene at the end. Dun, 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 dun. Like, oh they yeah, they're rocking it. They yeah. ramp that shit way up right at the very end, which I, I'm gonna say is a great move. Yeah, it, it definitely is. I mean, you have that dude just sloping up a uh, a hill coming down as. <laughs> getting shot at the whole time. It's it's really good. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, there is one song that is it, like is it, like surprisingly well woven into the like the the movie itself, mm-hmm. uh, and that is uh, Louis Armstrong's um, shit. What's it called? We have all, all the, the time, time in the world. world. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it's it's played in the middle of the, the movie, and and it's very it's very much tied to. Uh, Bond's uh, love for I can't remember the daughter's name Tracy Tracy at least her yes. like Teresa she was like some a little different of a name but Tracy yeah uh, it, it, it was it was it was pretty much the anthem for their their love right and after she's savagely murdered in the last scene of the movie savage he's holding he's holding her in his arms and he's like <laughs> We have we have all the time in the world, you know, and, you know, like, as he mourns her, her, her tragic death, like it, it's surprisingly effective. It really is, dude. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. And I know this is touching back on analysis a little bit, but did I, I definitely teared up about that again, not seeing it forever. I was like, oh, my God, I forgot. <laughs> and I and I'm like 20 years older, 15 years older, 10 years old, whatever. Now from seeing this movie, it's like, oh, my God, this is so. I'm sorry, James. So I feel so bad for you, bro. No, uh, yeah, it's so yeah. sad because they are kind of sweet together. They're very sweet together. Actually, mm-hmm. I'll say it that way. And 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 having that song come up multiple times in the movie. Mm-hmm. And and the meaning of that song is slow it down. We don't have to be in a hurry. We have the rest of our lives together. It's like that's the concept of the song. Mm-hmm. And for that to just just stab you in the heart right at the end, oh man, yeah, like like the whole way. Okay, this is gonna dip a little bit back into to to to, to in, in into analysis, but the whole scene where Bond is getting married, I'm just like, what? Like, how does yeah. this work? Yeah, what's like, what's happening? Like, does this chick just die? Like that was my thought, and then they were driving down the road. I'm like, oh no, this chick's just gonna die, isn't she? 
Yeah, you when you see that last bit where they're driving down the road, because we're trained, at least maybe us, I, I assume audience members too, maybe audience members back then weren't as trained, but you, we definitely are now. You have a scene play out where the characters get married and they drive off, and they drive away, and the movie doesn't end right, right there. It doesn't go to black. You're like, oh, yep. Oh, what's about to happen? Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I, I'm not gonna say I'm a fan of the song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's 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 just a song. You know, um, yeah. But the the way it was used, like I'm a huge fan of the way it was used, which artistically speaking i i have there's there's i I, like i have nothing negative to say like fantastic Mm -hmm. good job good job like i can only hope that you know future future movies have the exact same effect which i doubt that's the case well we'll just have to see was uh, wasn't there a, a the world is not enough reference in this movie there there was yeah, actually, I can't remember exactly where it was, but there absolutely was. I yeah, think it was like something, right in the beginning. Yeah, I think something read it. I, I say read it. So it was written somewhere or something like that. But yeah, it definitely was, which made me think of, you know, the the movie, the later movie. So yeah. it's like, oh, that's, yeah, yeah, that's interesting. That's neat. I wonder... You know, I always like those little touch. Those, I mean, obviously they didn't know about the world is not enough coming out in, you know, twenty odd years, thirty years, 30 later, years. Yeah. right? So, but I wonder if the thirty years later, making that movie, I wonder if they referenced if they're referencing it at all. They're referencing this moment or whatever. I, 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 I would not, assume though. that's the case. I w- no, I would assume that's that's the case. Oh, okay. Uh, we'll have to look into it, maybe. The thing I will point out to you for the for the music talking about the intro, that intro comparatively mm-hmm. to Doctor No, in in the visual is this is much more in line with the visuals of the Bond movies. Uh, okay, okay. Just the just the visual aspect. The, the visual music, aspect. Gotcha. Right. The silhouettes. The Black mon- or, or silhouettes is just better to say. Just the montage of things happening. And there were a nipples. lot of nipples in in, yeah. in that opening sequence. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you got a lot of silhouettes and ladies, yeah. A lot of silhouettes and nipples, and I was like, can can they get away with that? They, is that a, is that a thing that you can do? Is have <laughs> nipple silhouettes? I guess so. Uh, you know, when you say it like that, I'm kind of surprised too, because it makes me think like, are they just not wearing bras? What's no, no, they're fucking naked. Crazy, it's crazy. You've got section three now. You got we got tropes coming in. Did you get a kill count this time for this one? Um, I I did, I did. Um, I I there was one scene where there was a lot of guns and a lot of like people dying like towards the end. Cause, cause you know, they, they basically yeah, the storm that dude's, scene. Yeah. Oh, and that too. Yeah. Yeah. So it was very hard to keep up with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I only yeah, counted like five. That you think he was direct, direct cause was of directly the cause of their death. So for clarification on this with the, with this kind of a scene, so this is sort of unique too. With him skiing and bad guys are coming up behind him, mm-hmm. if the bad guy f- stumbles and falls into the tree and just dies, you know, just explodes, is that Bond's fault? Is that a kill for Bond? Uh, I, I would say no. Okay. No, no. If it's an accidental death, I would say no. Or like if 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 they killed themselves, no. Or you know, like like if they fell off a cliff or something. Um, what if he tripped a guy? And that guy fell off a cliff. I would count that as a kill for Bond. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I just ty- I just typed in, uh, you know, James Bond kill count, and on Her Majesty's Secret Service, he had five. Oh, <laughs> look at that! Hey, I got it right. <laughs> look at that! Look at that! The uh, 
I don't know if this is much of a trope, but I do want to point it out. And again, maybe this should have been an analysis. We'll get there. The man, was it just the six, the late 60s or something? And this is how movies were done? Or is this just bad on them? Those backgrounds, those moving backgrounds, they're, that, that's oh, had to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Those had yeah. to be fake ass backgrounds. I, I can't believe that any of that was real. Some you know, sometimes they looked real, but there were no, a lot of times where they look fake. No, it was just it was just very shitty green screen work. Okay. Because because the stuff that was behind them was real. It was just so it, it was shot separately and then overlaid. Mm. And okay. It, because you know, green screen technology gets better every year. Hmm. Uh, we've, okay. we've come a long way since 1969, and yeah. they did, it's just shitty green screen. Oh man! For the time, I'm sure it was amazing. Okay. Well, we'll have to keep. I do. I do kind of want this to be in trope potentially because I don't know if this kind of a thing. We'll just say green screen stuff. Mm-hmm. How bit how prevalent of that is where it kind of looks uglier that they use it. We'll figure something out. But in in lieu of talking about the world is not enough, the Pierce Brosnan movie, this green, this nonsensical green screen of him skiing, of Bond skiing down a mountain, and it looked bad background to him. It refers to die another day, right? That you hadn't seen that yet, but there's some not very good backgrounds <laughs> in that movie while he's skiing down a mountain. Right, well, you'll see. Uh, this one. <laughs> I'm real sad about this one because I was really hoping there'd be some new, we'll say newer tropes, like your your Q things, your money penny things, stuff like that. And they yeah. really just don't, it's just not really there, especially the Q stuff. At least you have a tiny bit of money penny. Q's just not even, he's just there for as a cameo almost, basically. Yeah. Uh, you definitely do have the trope of him, uh, of him banging women, or at yeah. least trying yeah. to. Yeah, Bless there was what one. Two, he was he was thirsty in this movie, <laughs> bro. He was so so thirsty <laughs> while they're playing like backgammon or whatever the hell they were playing on that <laughs> on that lane. Mm-hmm. He's like the girl he we, he already made buddies with. He's like, I'll see you at eight o'clock. All right, and then the next girl comes up nine o'clock. Nine o'clock, uh-huh. and then and the new. If I recall, Asian girl that we yeah. we've seen him basically not really interact with. It's like and ten, 10 o'clock, huh? <laughs> like Jesus, man. Like yeah, and he was definitely he was definitely trying on the quips too. I was real happy to see those get a little more in here. Oh, but see, but those, he didn't do. A, go ahead. Those, go. Th- those puns were fucking bad. Oh no, they were. You're right. They they were bad. I will say I really enjoyed one of them when the girl wrote on his leg her room number. Uh-huh. And the and uh, I'm going to call her Fräulein cuz I don't remember her name, but the Blofeld's assistant asked like Mr. Mr. Hilly, are you okay? It's like, "Oh, I'm just a little stiff in the shoulder." <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that's 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 pretty good." That's pretty good. It's no, no it's That's not. not bad. Uh, it's just That's so not bad. bad. It's <laughs> all of it's bad. Some of there, there are definitely some bad ones. Like there, I wish I could remember it because when Blofeld and him, and they're in the, I'm gonna call him Bob Luge. Bob, it's not Bob's, it's Bob Luge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're in the bobsleds, and Blofeld gets hung up on the tree branch. That one was terrible. Awful, and I I kind of hated it actually. I was like, dude, come on, really? Because <laughs> Blofeld gets put up in the tree, and, and I'm just I don't remember exactly what he said. So if somebody corrects it, you know, just no, I don't know. He was he like, def- like, at least he branched out. Yes, that was it. That what it was? Yes, it's exactly, if not word for word. I'm like, are you kidding me? That's your co- <laughs> shut up, man. You'd be better off saying nothing. Yeah. Get your ass out of my franchise right now. Please. <laughs> Who hired you? <laughs> oh, who's your writer? I don't know. But yeah. I love the quippy one-liners, but they were not very good. They, they, 
we're not. Not in this movie. Not at all. No. No. Um. Let's see. What other? What other? What other tropes are there? I don't really know that there. That there were too many. I mean, they, like there weren't. There weren't any. Were there any gadgets? No. Right. See, and that's kind of. You know, that's what I was getting at earlier with Q not being there. There's not really any gadgets. He does some sort of. Uh, bond stuff, you know, resourcefulness. Like he tears out the pockets of his, well, pockets, the lining of his pockets to yeah. pull him to go across the cable, which I thought was clever. Yeah. I don't know if I don't know if those things would really be big enough for your hands or not, but we'll just say they are, and that's fine. That's cool. That, well, they probably generally are. Can you right? fit your hands in your pockets? Right. If you can fit your hands in your pocket, unless you're a girl. Wearing girl pockets, wearing girl pants, you can probably fit your hands in pockets. <laughs> Look, my girlfriend complains about how small her pockets are all the time, and so, she should because it's a crime how small women's pockets are. It really kind of is, Why? especially That's... considering they typically have more shit to carry than we do. The only other trope really is the bad guy putting Bond, just not killing him. Yeah. Right, he puts him in a, and of all the rooms, man, are you serious? You couldn't put him in a room with guards. You put him in a service room with nobody in there, where he can just kind of get out. I don't know. It, it was kind of ridiculous. Like it's so ridiculous. Like they they told him, well, you you have to you have to alert the alert the guy that you need that you want out to get out. And then he just figured out all he has to do is like slide that thing in the door, and it just um, opens. Yeah, oh, I'm not even talking about that. I'm I'm referring to when Blofeld knows who he is, right? And he tries to get rid of him, and he shows his his partner who'd been who was seen earlier that mm-hmm. that guy's dead, and he just puts him in a in a maintenance section that that controls the trolley. Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, that did lead to a really like I really liked the trolley like scene. It was very intense. No, sure. It, it's not a it's not that it's a bad scene, but that that's the trope right there yeah. that the villain knows who he is, has every ability to to just kill him and like, "Nah. Nah, here you go. Get <laughs> just go sit in this room for a little while. We'll be back." In this room that has <laughs> access points. We're going to mildly inconvenience you, Mr. Right? Bob. Like, what do you mean? And that's where I was saying you could at least have put him back in one of the guest rooms and put three or four guards outside. Yeah, he can get out of the door, but, I mean, you got guards. So at least something. Yeah. But this, yeah. You're, you're not even putting him. Nobody's watching him. What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It's so terrible. It's so bad. It is. It's so bad. But that's a trope. It's just it's what a, it is. No, it's absolutely a trope. Yeah. Um. It's. It, I wonder. I don't know why this is where I, my head went to, but you think of the the scene from Who Framed Roger Rabbit toward the end where they're getting dip lowered into the uh-huh. uh, into the dip very the, slowly. Uh huh. So is this like is this just a a whole movie trope or are they I wonder if bon, the Bond movies kind of did this first or did it more prevalent or it was more prevalent with them where it's like oh let's lower our protagonists into this death trap very slowly so they have time to escape. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's really obnoxious like it no, is. No, none of it in fiction holds up to any scrutiny whatsoever. Because if they're actually your, like your, your uh, sworn enemy, you would just shoot them in the head. You really would. It, it, it's really that simple. Just shoot them in the head. It really is. It's so it really, 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 really is. You know, I kind of can understand the characters like. So we'll we'll get back to it. But Goldfinger is a good example of what you just said. He is not a sworn enemy per se of of James Bond. He knows who he is. He finds out who he is. So it makes sense that he doesn't kill him straight up. Whereas mm-hmm. Blofeld knows that is his like he if I'm not mistaken, 
Somebody can correct it. He knows Bond, and he doesn't like him. He he's a nuisance, and all these kind of things. He should kill him. Without he, just, he should he should kill him. Yes, dead. Just dead. Just just fucking kill him. Like it's yeah. it's, it's it's so Stop. simple. Yeah. Ah well. We'll see next time. <laughs> I'll get you next time, Bond. <laughs> nah. All right, so we're going to go ahead and move on to our last section. I guess just to say, just a double-double check. Did you have anything else in this section you wanted to talk about? In the tropes? I don't think so. Nothing Um, you thought about? Like... I guess I guess to to kind of kind of uh, add to your your quips thing, mm-hmm. one quip that I really appreciated was uh, like a like a surprising fourth wall break. Okay. In, in like the opening scene, when uh, oh, this didn't happen to the other fellow. This never that happened one? to the other fellow. Yeah. 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 That's pretty good. And I I was like they. This is 1969, and they did this. Okay, all right. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah. That I can, I can I can stand by this. Yeah, that was that was pretty good. I I definitely didn't think about that, and that plays back into from the analysis talking about you know the the montage in the during the intro song, the revealing the the item memorabilia stuff from the other movies. So yeah, that's pretty. Yeah, that's good. Good call. Good catch, Sergio. Good job. <laughs> thank thank you, sir. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so on to our last section, which is ranking. And Sergio, if you would, one more time, <laughs> give us, you know, we'll probably do it. I take that back. We'll do it one more time for the probably the next one. After that, we'll stop doing it. Yeah, yeah, you're, give, you're, you're give absolutely us, right. We're going to, we're, we're probably going to do it a bunch. Um, just, Give us just, an elevator, elevator pitch up. Elevator pitch. So this time. last time we watched Doctor No, mm-hmm. we are currently building the ranking of the best James Bond movies. Uh, right now, the list contains only Doctor No. This episode, we will add on Her Majesty's Secret Service, uh, either above or below Doctor No. To build the list. As we watch more movies, we will add them to the list where they are quality wise. Mm-hmm. So, so right now we don't have much of a job. We just have to decide whether or not this is better than Doctor No. Yeah. So we're only in terms of these rankings, only referring to the ones we've actually seen up to the point of, of the podcast at the time. That is that is correct. Uh, so. the idea is once we finish all of the movies, we will have a definitive ranking of the James Bond movies. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Where do you put this one? Doctor No was number one for two weeks. <laughs> uh, I, honestly, where's this one? I would watch this one again before I would watch Doctor No. I yeah, that's kind of given what we've been talking about. I kind of figured you might think this was better. I yeah, would probably yeah. say the same that it's probably better. I think it's loosely better. It's it's not a lot better, but it is better. If yeah, for, yeah. If for no other reason than the core story is a very to me is a good story. And and to be fair, that's kind of broad. You know, the whole him dealing with Blofeld, him getting married, him dealing with Tracy. It's it's pretty light, but the, those aspects are really good to me. I really enjoy them. Yeah. So this yeah. is I, I would agree that this is number the new number one the, the new James number Bond. one. Yes. Yeah. The new yeah. number one. And and I would even go go as far to say that neither story really holds up for me at all. Mm-hmm. Which means that, that this one wins out just because it's a better spectacle. Okay. That I can that's a good good enough reason. I do, you know, I will say this in turn, kind of future talking about ranking a little bit, not placing them anywhere. These, like you, as you just said, the stories are kind of, you know, as they are. The later ones, at least to me, say from Goldeneye up, they they feel better. They mm. at least feel more cohesive. These, not that this story is super not cohesive or anything. I don't make it sound like you can't follow it. 
maybe it's an old movie thing. There's there's any number of little reasons that maybe it's weird to me. But watching some of these old movies, the flow is just doesn't feel right to me. I guess I can't think of the right way to say it. You're right. Yeah. No. I I got. I, I I follow you. Um, but we'll see. So maybe maybe we'll see in uh in a two weeks time roughly give or take a day circumstances if live and let die is going to dethrone her majesty's secret service at we, number we, one spot we will see we'll see that's that's what we will determine in episode three i'm assuming i i do feel like i predict that dr no is probably going to be sitting at the bottom for a little bit <laughs> if i had to guess poor poor fellow yeah well it'll be fine yeah it'll be fine it's you know it's a good bottom to be at when you're all so very good the bottom one is still a gym all right we'll say that <laughs> we'll say that all right <laughs> well Sergio, are there any other, regardless of section placing, is there any sort of thing, any any other particulars that you would like to go into before we drop this one out? Uh, I don't think so. No. Uh, like, the, like, the more we watch these, the more I want to watch more of them. Yeah. So so, right. so I, I think this, this is having the desired effect. Hey, man, I guess that's all we can really ask for. Yeah. All right, Sergio. Well, thanks so much again for your your time and good at good effort and energy about this and all your hard work on the pre and post editing. And to <laughs> everybody else out there listening, if you're interested in what we're doing, go back and listen to our first episode about Dr. No and be looking for our next episode in a couple of weeks, which again will be the first movie for Roger Moore for Live and Let Die. And hope you're all doing splendidly during this here coronavirus. And best wishes to you. Take care. You're getting, you're getting better at this, bud. Thanks, man. Bye, guys! <laughs> Debriefing and cocktail. We are listening to Keep the Hip, Q Not, and Break Up Rock. Yeah, well, I'm a full debriefing, and hopefully will I.